Welcome to A Fruitful Life, a podcast featuring the teaching ministry of Rick Clendenin, Benton, Kentucky. And now, A Fruitful Life. Hello, and welcome to A Fruitful Life with Rick Clendenin. Today, Brother Rick continues the message entitled, A Trip to the Zoo, taken from Proverbs chapter 30, verses 2 and 3. On the last broadcast, Brother Rick shared with us the four creatures found in Proverbs chapter 30 that the Bible calls exceedingly wise. Then he taught us the first three of ten things that we can learn about the purpose of God in our lives. On this broadcast, he'll bring us three more. And now, here's Brother Rick. That's why I'm so impressed with missionaries. Man, I went to houses where they were just thrown up made of mud, thatched roofs on them found some of the happiest people living in that little old mud hut that you ever met in your life, William, because they knew the purpose of God and they could make a home in a rock. When you know why you're there, you're not worried about where you are. Purpose will drive you through difficulty. God called me to mission field. First time I went, I was terrified. I went to Kenya. My Lord, I was scared. I couldn't even spell Kenya. Didn't know nothing about it. Never been out of the country. Terrified of planes. Everybody I knew told me I was going to die. Real group of encouragers. Job just had three. He was in good shape. I had a house full. You're going to die over now, why would somebody tell a fellow that when he's got a ticket? You're going to die over You're going to fool right around, get your fool self killed. And I went over And I walked in the village. Come here, Bob, let me embarrass you. I walked in the village. Get up here with me. And this man said, welcome to our village. And he took me by the hand. Now, no, he didn't do that. I wished he had. He did this like you would. Holding trees and me holding that. Oh, it's the most embarrassing thing I've ever experienced in my life. And he said, let us go now and meet the village. And for 45 minutes, it's weird, just five minutes. Ain't it? 45 minutes, he took me from house to house to house. Hold my hand like I'd hold Debbie's. And I thought, this is the weirdest experience that I've ever had in my life. Then he got back to his home. Everybody in the village knew me. He still had me by the hand. And even as I'm experiencing right now, the hands were sweating. Because it was mighty weird. And then he got back to his house. And I'm thinking, is he ever going to let go of my hand? Because I had been nudging and trying to let him know this is not customary for America. Then he said to me, he looked me in the face, Bob, and he said, you know why I'm holding your hand like this? And I said, no, but I am very curious. And he said, I want everyone I know to know I'm not ashamed to be attached to you. I want every friend of mine that I've lived my whole life around to know that I am happy to be attached to a big mazungu, white man. Because you are my friend. And God has made us one. 
Thanks, Bob. Man, your hands sweat. <laughs> Let me tell you what happened next. That house filled with little kids. I wake up in the morning. There was a great big window. Didn't have a curtain on it. Man, you talk about living conditions. You ought to see these. Me and my pastor, and he was nearly the size I am. He's not a deluxe model, but he's at least a double cheese. But anyway, he was laying beside me on a twin bed. Can you imagine me and him on a twin bed? Now, women are different. Y'all be spooning and holding each other. We don't do that. We're laying like this, trying not to let one hair on our leg touch each other. For three weeks, two big, beefy guys sleeping on a twin bed. It's hot enough to scorch a lizard. And I'd open up my eyes every morning, and there was kids covering the window because they had never seen Mazungus, much less a big one. And they'd watch me sleep from daylight to whenever I woke up. And I'd open up my eyes, and the whole window was covered with little black faces. They's on their hands and knees, and they just pyramided like cheerleaders and covered the entire window. And when I'd get up out of bed, they would all line up at the front door. And they'd come in, and they'd rub the hair on my arm because they don't have that there. And then they'd push my skin to watch it stay white. And then they squeak my nose and I go, <laughs> and then they rub the hair on my head and then they would get back in the back of the line and start it all over again. And for three or four hours, they would rub my hair nearly off my head. Maybe part of the reason I don't have it today. Squeak my nose, rub my arm and look at my white skin. And I preached the gospel day after day. And finally, the day come. Three weeks had passed. I'd lost 22 pounds eating dirt. That's what it felt like. We so sick, Brother William, that me and my pastor hugged each other and told each other bye several times. We thought we'd die. But I sat down in that truck, put my arm up in that window, and those little kids started coming by, <laughs> rubbing that arm. For the last time, watching it stay white, kissing me on my hand as the next one would come by. And I found a reason to live and move and have my being. I went home, I was so sick. This is a God's honest truth. Debbie's here to verify it. They picked us up in Atlanta, Georgia. I'd lost so much weight, we were so sick that literally I got out to use the bathroom. My pants fell to my ankles, and I fell directly in the grass on my face. And it took me a while to realize you're naked and on your face at a rest area. That's how sick and tired and exhausted I was. And you know what the next thought I had? I want to go back. I want to go back. I want to go back. Because I never experienced anything. And the purpose of God squeezed my heart into a place it never fit again in America. What are you saying? I'm saying when you find your purpose, you'll give up your preference. You'll make your home in a rock if you have to. 
Lord, help us to get delivered from our selfish ways. We quit churches because we don't like to worship. God in heaven, we ain't even worshiping you. What right have you got to critique the service? It ain't about you. It's about Jesus. It ain't about our comfort. It's about the transformation. Purpose will change you. Oh, it'll help you prepare for the future. It'll help you live in the rocks. It'll force you to work together. See, the conies, half of them eat while the other half stand guard. They know why they're there to protect one another. All this comes by purpose. It'll force you to work together. They're called colonies. They're like those that landed on Plymouth Rock. They knew their only way of survival. Pull together. Boy, I learned that as a kid. We'd have died early had not we worked together. Had to work together. I'll be glad when the churches have to work together. To make it to where we forget about the tag that hangs over the door and the, begin to realize the blood that covers the heart. Amen. How many of you know denominations are not something they talk about overseas? First time to India, I worked with a guy. We cast out devils. We prayed in the spirit. Three weeks after I was there, I just was forced to ask him, what are you? He said, I think I'm a Lutheran. I said, I don't think you are. I've met Lutherans. You ain't one. Most Lutherans ain't speaking in tongues and casting out devils. He said, over here, the devil, big problem. I said, he is over there too. He said, over here, we really don't care what you are. Just pray. So the devil leave. Well, I don't know if I'm helping you, but I'm helping myself, so I'm going to go on. Purpose causes us to examine every step we take. See, the conies, they put their front feet up on the rock and they test it. And then if the front feet hold them, they put their back ones up there. See, they're not just making every step in every direction because they realize we better make sure steps we take don't cause a rock slide. Boy, they some lessons to learn from these little creatures. How I many is enjoying the zoo? See, you got to understand, you got to be led by the Lord. And people think that their opinions equal the word of the Lord. And God will tell you to do something, and people will tell you, I don't think we ought to do that. Huh? Do you know that it's really not my desire to come here and preach a message just so you name in it? I've got to deliver what he gives me. I don't have any right to critique it for your enjoyment. And people are constantly pressuring leaders to get their way. Wow. They don't realize purpose why we're here. Purpose causes you to check every step you take. Where are you going to go next? Because I'm going to tell you something. It ain't up to Billy Keller. <laughs> it ain't up to this board of elders. The Lord Jesus is the head of the church. And we got to know where he says to do, when he says to do it, exactly as he says to do it. And if we say the Lord spoke, we ought to listen. 
Amen. So it's very important to understand purpose causes us to examine every step. Y'all got to listen quicker. I'm taking too long. Number six, purpose brings strength through synergy. The locusts have a synergy. They're a little bitty creature. Ever seen locusts? Little bitty. Let them sweep across your farm. See how little bitty they are. You put them together with the rest of the neighborhood of locusts, and they will devour your farm. Why? Because they work together. Little bitty creatures, powerful because they work together. See, synergy will allow us to do more than we can do on our own. And purpose brings strength through synergy. Thank you for joining us for today's broadcast of A Fruitful Life. To reach us, please visit our website at afruitfullife.org or you can write to us in care of Rick Clendenin, Post Office Box 287, Benton, Kentucky, 42025. If you cannot be with us on the broadcast each day as it airs live, you can go to our website and check out the A Fruitful Life blog. There you will find today's broadcast posted for you to hear or to download. A Fruitful Life is the radio and media ministry of Rick and Debbie Clendenin, Benton, Kentucky. When you write, please indicate the call letters of the station that you're listening to right now. If you'd like to help support this broadcast or see the other outreaches of Rick Clendenin Ministries, please visit our website. Once again, that's afruitfullife.org. Thank you for joining us for today's podcast from A Fruitful Life. We hope that you'll tell your friends and family about the podcast. And if you like, join us on social media by liking our AFL Facebook page or by following Brother Rick's posts on Twitter. You can also find us on the web at afruitfullife.org. A Fruitful Life is the radio and media ministry of Rick and Debbie Clendenin, Benton, Kentucky. You may find out more about Brother Rick's life and legacy by visiting our website. Once again, that's a fruitful life.org. Thanks for listening.